everyone. It's Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, Security Boulevard. And we're here for another DevOps chat. Today's DevOps chat features an old friend of mine from the security world, Zohar Alan, CEO and co-founder of Dome9. Zohar, welcome to DevOps chat. Hey, Alan. Great to be here. My pleasure to have you here, my friend. Zohar, let, let's get this out of the way first. Some of our listeners are not necessarily from the security world. They're from the DevOps world, and they may not be familiar with Dome 9. So let's first, you know, let them know a little bit. You know, you live and breathe it, but give, give, tell them who Dome 9 is. Sure. So Dome 9 is a SaaS solution that helps uh, security organizations and some uh, DevOps and development organizations uh, secure their public cloud uh, environments as they grow and uh, and prosper from the single cloud to the multi-cloud, uh, focusing on AWS, Azure, and the Google Cloud Platform. Um, a multitude of solutions we've been uh, we've been in the market uh, from the very from the very beginning, uh, covering uh, uh, elements like network security in the cloud, which is a bit different. Uh, governance and compliance, continuous compliance, and how we tie, how, how our customers can tie continuous compliance to their development processes and their build processes. Uh, and things like uh, identity and access management protection for public cloud that, uh, that prevent uh, attackers from targeting the, the developers as the weak link uh, as as uh, as an as a vector of attack uh, for compromising their credentials in real time by hacking into their laptops and piggybacking on that uh, authenticated or their authenticated and trusted uh, uh, sessions to to uh, to create uh, uh, mayhem and havoc in their uh, in the, in the public cloud environment of the customer. Um, just celebrated uh, joining our 100 employee uh, and growing strong in both our headquarters in Tel Aviv and Mountain View, California. Absolutely. Very good. Um, so, Zohar, and, and I should mention, look, I, I know you and Dome 9 pretty much from the, uh, the year you started, if not the day you started, right? I think <laughs> it was an RSA event. Yes, yes, 2012. Very, I, I was going to say, you know, we and the previous, you have a long history in, in the InfoSec world. But the, the topic for today is really, have we seen, you know, when you, you the, the classic, you know, crossing the chasm model of early adopters, early mainstream, late mainstream laggards, where are we with this in cloud adoption as it relates to cloud security? And at this point, are we confident in saying that, look, it's, it's basically just the laggards at this point who haven't already at least started their cloud migrations? I, I, can, I can say this for, for certain. The, the level of, of, you know, we, we at Domino, we focus in, on, on kind of the top segment of the enterprise customers. You know, let's say the global 5,000 organizations and their cloud deployments. And there's not a single industry, there's not a single uh, geography that we are not seeing uh, um, a race to the cloud. And, and in, in many cases, uh, 
multi-cloud multi -cloud deployments uh, very early on. And, and what, what I'm sensing is that um, we have a lot of organizations that already completed their, their kind of version one of cloud, uh, public cloud experience uh, that was comprised of uh, you know, some lift and shift and some uh, building of new uh, systems in the cloud. And, uh, and they are now busy architecting their, their next generation, their second generation of, uh, of public cloud expansion, uh, where, where elements uh, of making not just the default, but actively working to, to, to decommission the old infrastructure. And remember, the motivation is, you know, you always have a, a software or hardware refresh cycle happening somewhere, whether it's for your switching fabric or for your, or for your, or for your compute fabric in your various data centers, or, yeah, you know, you need, to, you need to upgrade those Windows 2008, and uh, it also involves uh, some interesting costs with it. So, so the, the, the drivers are already there. And once you already get the momentum and the velocity, and the confidence, it's a, it's a, it's it's something that uh, that is inevitable, and it actually happens faster, and and is encouraged by kind of the non-technical people, whether it's the procurement or the finance people that that realize uh, that realize that their support to this uh, activity is uh, uh, could could save the organization actually a lot of money, and you know we 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 talk that. AWS revenue run rate, just AWS, is around 40 billion now. And we just thought that the big Cisco revenue run rate is 48 billion. So the, the, the reality that we have crossed the chasm and, and even uh, kind of uh, gotten to the, to the lagger point, you know, the, the late majority is already feeling it uh, quite seriously. I, I am. Um, I, I can say this for certain, uh, with, with a lot of certainty. And and from our perspective at Dome Nine, we are also seeing organizations already architecting their uh, second generation of what is to deliver continuous security and compliance and governance to their new architectures in the cloud. And um, this is kind of it. It goes hand in hand, and uh, this is where we also see that those this kind of kind of the maturity in the level of the, the the people that we talk to and their requirements and their understanding that you know there's not just a single or a few perimeters you need to take care of, but uh, you know if you count them, there are about ten different areas of attention that you need to be. Uh, very well covered with to in order to provide that uh, to continue that uh, that uh, trend and and complete complete the migrations and and you know sell those data centers uh, uh, as Intuit just did. Uh, uh, I think they announced uh, about uh, two two months ago that they sold their last data center. Um, I, I I believe we're going to see a lot more of those announcements. And we don't need to worry. This real estate is not going. Uh, it's not going away. Amazon buys it through uh, Equinox and its partners. On the on the other hand, so it it uh, it's not that we need less compute. We just need a a better, more more resilient, more focused uh, compute environment.
Understood. A couple of things you mentioned in there that I want to bring up, or I'd like to kind of dive a little bit. First of all, yes, I, I, I do agree with you. Even the, the late majority has, has moved to the cloud. But I think one of the things we've discovered about cloud migration is no one up and picks their entire, or very few people, but some do, up and pick the entire infrastructure in mass over to the cloud, right? It's a phased sort of migration, if you will. Some faster than others. When, you know, how, and I'm talking now for large enterprises, I'm not talking startups mm -hmm. or, you know, larger enterprises. How long a migration do you think that usually is? Look, so, so, you know, the key is the data. You know, when Amazon announced their snowball device to lift and shift a couple of petabytes, uh, I think it was three, four years ago at reInvent, you know, people were in shock and, and, and like, like about the thinking of, you know, getting the data to, to AWS is, you know, FedEx is faster than the, the largest pipe you can find. And then uh, they surprised us last year with a with a full blown semi trailer with that has essentially storage on it that can take uh, uh, essentially any amount of data um, to to from your premises to the public cloud. So so this is one thing. And once you get the sense of trust with some data then trusting the public cloud with your entire data set is not something that is inconceivable, right? It's trust is very binary. If you have it, and if it's good for my back, the backend of my mobile application with a replication of a lot of my banking stuff, for example, then it's good for everything. And then it's just the technicalities on how we get there. Now, now I think uh, one, one, one example I want to give is that you know the other the other than other than data that that can be that there are no barriers you know sometimes the database can be a barrier and that's why uh, you you'd see uh, solutions like AWS will sell you migration services to move from your own prem they'll they'll probably they'll practically give it to you to move from your oracle to their uh, uh, to their cloud based uh, um, RDS system whether it's uh, Aurora, or whether it's any of the the other uh, SQL um, uh, versions that they that they offer as a service, and and you know you can say that probably what what's left is the the big old mainframes, and I'm, I'm I was I was I was fortunate enough to see that in in real time uh, about a year ago where where Vanguard, so essentially after we figured out how to migrate data. And databases, the only thing you might say may prohibit us from from you know flying at uh, speeds to the cloud, maybe an old system of record that sits tucked in in a in a mainframe computers in in some database in the, sorry in some data center and at an unknown location, and and we have we've been able to see to experience and and to help also several financial institutions in the process of securing a, a live replication process where uh, they showed how they create using serverless computing, 
uh, and the AWS DynamoDB, a replica of their system of record of their big old mainframe in the public cloud to provide, you know, essentially zero latency backend to their entire application framework. And I'm I'm certain that uh, one of the example for uh, one of the examples is Vanguard. There's a there's a, a very famous video of their head of architecture describing how they, you know, how they use I think seven steps to to create that replica of their of their mainframe in the cloud using this technology. And it's 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 an amazing. And this is this was announced. So this was uh, uh, this was shown a year ago. So you can. You probably think that they've been working on it for two years before, and this is this is the the reality that that when it started making sense, you know the 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 technological barriers to to live in tandem until you are forced to make a decision about that those uh, those old systems or those legacy systems is something that uh, that any organization should strive for. And and you know you don't need to work hard you know just your your public cloud rep where is uh, you know whether you go with Google Cloud or Azure or AWS they will help you with with providing the perfect architecture and how you bake in security into it and how you optimize it for cost they will they will pull in the the, the partners that will help you on 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 those things to to kind of tie them across the board. And and the reality is that um, and that's why that's why I'm, I can I can say that unless unless there is there is real slowness and and uh, and some legislative or some other reason that that could pre- pre- prevent uh, an organization from starting this exploration, most of the most of them are already deep in it. And sometimes, sometimes it's not uh, it's not advertised. I, I'm surprised to see you know industrial companies that you know come to us and you know I ask them how much is their public cloud spend and they say we are we've just crossed the ten million dollars a year mark and that's that's a serious business. This means that they you know the current way of the things are going they're going to get uh, to fifty or to hundred in the next three years and this is this means that you are you know you're not investing in your on-prem systems anymore. Um, that's that's the that's what I'm seeing in the market. I, I you know, and I'm not going to argue with what you're seeing. You're out there talking to people doing it. So, unfortunately, we we're way past our time. But um, you know what? I'd love to have you back on. I, I know we had a little bit of a technical glitch. Hopefully, it'll be ironed out on uh, what people are listening to. But um, let's continue this discussion. I, I, I think it's, it's fascinating stuff. I think people are interested in know. And, and we didn't even – I really wanted to touch on what does this mean for cloud security? What does it mean for DevSecOps? And let's do that in part two if it's okay with you. Absolutely. Looking forward. Okay. Zohar Aland, uh, co-founder or founder, CEO, Dome9. Thanks for being our guest on DevOps Chat. This is Alan Schimmel. You've just listened to another DevOps chat.